following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. And what a Tuesday it is. Man, we were live yesterday at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. We had over 200 people join us in their individual recliners. And the place was rocking start to finish with Michigan, Alabama. And what a setting it was at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. It had the feel of a national championship game, not just a college football playoff semifinal. And in the end, Michigan gets a stop in OT, and they win. And they're in the title game against Washington, who hung on to beat Texas. And the Wolverines are an early four-and-a-half-point favorite on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Four-and-a-half points, I'll take it. I think Michigan got over the hump. They had their typical three games in one, which they've done for the most part in Harbaugh's tenure outside of a few select games like at Columbus 13 and a half months ago. But that defense, start to finish, you don't see a lot of defensive units do that to Nick Saban in Alabama. You don't. Will Johnson was like an NFL corner These are SEC guys. All we hear is how they look like they're ready for the NFL. And yeah, halftime adjustments. It was a master's class on Michigan, at least offensively and defensively to a point by Alabama. And Michigan found a way to adjust late. Oh my Lord, when they had a design run for J.J. McCarthy. Praise Jesus. I stood up in Celebration Cinema and I said, where's that play been against TCU? Where's that design run for JJ? Can I get an amen from the congregation at Celebration Cinema North? And JJ showed he's the man at the end. Maybe he was too wound up early, open receivers, throwing behind receivers. Give Alabama some credit. They do bring some NFL-like heat, right? 
But as Harbaugh said afterwards, this is about the team. They don't care who has the big game or the big day. They're in the national championship. They are the number one seed in the college football playoff. They are undefeated. They have weathered two different suspensions by Harbaugh. They've dealt with Connor Stallions, coaches leaving. And this team just stays in that maize and blue bunker. And they kicked Alabama's ass in overtime. That Michigan defense. I mean, you just look at Roman Wilson or J.J. and guys who made plays when they had to. Mason Graham is just a beast on that defensive line. He's almost unblockable. Oh, we heard all he got, 350 pounds, they average across here. They're bigger than most NFL offensive lines. No, ma'am. Saban made adjustments. He has great staff at halftime. Michigan didn't counter them. And, and when Milrow fumbled at midfield, before that it had the feeling that Alabama was going to go stick it in the end zone and go up 11, and I, I was thinking that's game over. And Michigan hung around, and they made plays. And Harbaugh had that footballs he called to go for it late in the game on fourth down in his own territory. And J.J. made plays when he had to. Quorum was a beast when he had to. Roman Wilson made the acrobatic catch when he had to. That's what great teams do. Yeah, we can break down the analytics. We all can complain during the game that they're poor tackling. What's going on? Oh, my God. You know, and my thought was, like, midway third, end of the third, I said, this was a game that Michigan easily could have won. When I say easily, 7 to 10. And if they lose this game, I posted this, it will sting forever. And you know what they didn't? They just went down and... I'm telling you, that design run by J.J., when I looked at the congregation at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, and I said, why has the devil locked up the legs of J.J.? There's a message in this sermon that when the devil locks up your legs, you're not going to win football games. Jesus Harbaugh said a prayer and said, can J.J. run? And they did a design run, and all of a sudden his legs were like the wings of an angel. (laughs) I'm like, how come they're not doing that four or five times a game? They won. They're in the championship game on Monday. Chris Ballas and the Wolverine.com crew, Anthony Broom, Clayton Safey, what a job. They did out in Pasadena through the game into the night, busting out the stories, the photos of the empty Rose Bowl. Uh, just a beautiful setting. And, you know, I know beating Washington State was big because they got a co-national championship, but I find it hard to believe that there's ever been a bigger win for Michigan because it was Saban uh-huh. than what we saw last night, Chris. 
Yeah, Bill, you're right. And I was talking to people close to the program about that today who've been around for about 30 years. And they say, I can't remember, given the circumstances and the season that they've been through with the adversity and the sign-stealing crap and everything else. And as you're down there on the field before the game, and they left the media down there, and I was watching these guys, and Fred Jackson, Michigan's running backs analyst, he said, you know, he was telling his guys, I feel it, man. He goes, this isn't it. We got one more in us. He says, I feel it today. And that stadium was unbelievable. The atmosphere with the Michigan fans, it was probably 60-40 at least Michigan, and they were loud, Bill. And perfect day, the field, the grass field was perfect, and you just got the sense that these guys had had enough of the SEC crap. And uh, they came out with a great game plan, I thought. Now, what was disappointing was that they were only up 13-10 to at the break, and everybody was kind of, well, I'll take that, given the mistakes. And I'm like, no, against a team like Alabama, you got to capitalize on those. And that could have been like a 20-3 to game at halftime or 20-6 to you know twenty to six or something like that because you knew that Alabama was going to adjust in the second half. And the second half, for the large part, went like I thought the game was going to go with that big offensive line. They were The running backs averaged 6.9 yards per carry for the game and they started getting Jill and Milrow going on the ground but to come back like they did on that last drive bill and had to keep a, a drive alive with a fourth and two otherwise they lose 20 to 13 probably was absolutely huge so credit to this these guys as Jim Harbaugh said nothing phases them and you could sense it and when they got that tying touchdown you could just sense that the momentum had changed and that overtime was probably going to go in their favor you could sense it on the sideline you could really feel it in that stadium Chris it was just uh a miracle, not miracle, but magical, I think is a better mm-hmm. description of it, uh, finish. And their defense made the play to win. And I know J.J. and Coram's run and just a beast going to the end zone. But, man, uh, you know, outside of some missed tackling there, that, that third quarter, I, I, and maybe they were thinking about how they should be up or the adjustments. you got to give Saban. He has a great staff. He always mm-hmm. does. And, and I was following your Twitter, sharing some of your tweets while I'm sitting there at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, and I'm like, this game's going to bother every Michigan fan and player and coach for a long time if they lose it because they'll think we almost should have put Alabama away at halftime. Right. Yes, exactly. And they had 41 yards in the second half until that last drive, Bill, and that's abysmal. And what worked in the first half, I thought the game plan was outstanding in the first half, and they did some things that, out of tendencies that they hadn't shown all year. The pass out of the, the flat or out of the backfield to Blake Corum for the touchdown was brilliant, and uh, was something that I think they picked up just a couple of weeks ago from an NFL game. So uh, you could just sense that Alabama was off balance. All the motion and everything that they did offensively with the wrinkles was exactly what I said to you the other day that they had to do to win this football game and the one area that I was wrong about was the Michigan offensive line. I really thought that Alabama's edges were going to give them trouble and guess what? They had one sack and that was against Alex Orgy who should have thrown the ball away. So the, the job that they did, they played their best game of the year. They were healthy and without Zach Zinter that to me was the biggest difference in this football game and they were able to get the running game going in the first half and then Blake Corum was not going to be denied on that touchdown run. So, But being on that field after the game and watching those guys celebrate and being in the locker room was unlike anything I've ever experienced. You see the sun going down over the mountains there. Uh, I really wish that every Michigan fan could have experienced that. It was like literally nothing I've ever covered in my 25 years on this beat. Yeah, a good friend, John Fuen, his wife, his daughters, his son-in-laws, his grandkids. Uh, he's from uh, the Grand Rapids area, Forest Hills, Central graduate, and he lives out uh, in the valley there about 30 minutes uh, from Pasadena, and he called it the greatest moment of his life outside of getting married and having children, that, the entire scene, because uh, it's Alabama, it's Saban, 
uh, and, and it was how Michigan did it. Uh, that, that design run by J.J., huh. you know, because during the broadcast, you were hearing like, well, you know, Milrow, they set up design runs, and I think even Herbstreet yeah. said, how, why isn't Michigan doing this more with J.J.? Oh. I get you want to protect him, but when he did that and the movie made in the speed he showed that we saw when he first splashed with his speed for Michigan, remember the block downfield on yeah. that Edwards uh, rumbling down the sidelines. I'm like, where has that been? Where was that against TCU a year ago? Again, I get there in the national championship game, but I'm like, bring your best playbook offensively. Yep. Or at least at halftime, adjust and do something. I, I'm watching that third quarter going, oh my God, Saban and his staff are out coaching Harbaugh and his staff. Yeah, just like they did four years ago when they adjusted at halftime. They were down 16 to 14 in the Citrus Bowl, right? And Michigan didn't score another point. And I'm thinking, this is, you know, this is exactly like that game, but there were still four minutes left to change the story. And that's exactly what I tweeted. You know, Nick Saban and adjustments, those guys are the best in the business for a reason, right? The, the guy is a, a defensive genius and, and they really brought it and give them credit. They took away Michigan's running game. And I thought Michigan went back to its vanilla game plan a little bit, but on that last drive, they opened it up again. And you saw some sweeps that we hadn't seen out of formations that you wouldn't expect and ran the same play a couple of times with Blake Corum to start, start to loosen them up a little bit. And how about the catch by Roman Wilson on a tip ball? Uh, you know, it looked like it was going to be a pick guys have to make plays in those situations. And, and that's exactly what this team has consistently done. And to do it against the team, everybody's saying, now this isn't typical Alabama and so on and so forth. I'll tell you what, their recruiting classes right now, they've got the biggest collection of high school talent that they've ever had in terms of rankings. And they might not be as good as some of those other teams, but they've got a lot of guys on that team that are going to be playing in the NFL. And, and credit to that Michigan offensive line and the job Sharon Moore did with them, uh, because to me that was the difference again in the ball game. And just uh, you know, when when they got to overtime, you thought, okay, uh, when they went down and scored, you thought this defense. They're just not going to let him in. On fourth and three, I think everybody in that stadium had the same feeling. The ball was going to Milrow. Jesse Minner called it a fantastic play and a ball game. Yeah, the trenches, uh, the blocking for Corm rumbling into the end zone at the end, uh, the defense making the play that they needed to on Milrow at the end. I, it just, Doug Skeen probably, I, I texted back and forth with him, and I, I could almost uh, see the tears streaming down his cheeks at Line play was the difference at the end for Michigan. Away from everything we can analyze, break down, uh, overanalyze, Chris, in the end, Michigan made the plays to put them in the national championship. They checked another box on getting over the hump and finally winning a college football playoff game. And now they're taking on a Washington team with Penix Hmm. Jr., who should have won the Heisman. My God. He's the best quarterback in the country by far. And you're going to get not only a wide-open offense, but their defense is aggressive. So I'll be curious how Michigan attacks that. Wolverines are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app, Big Board. I like Michigan uh, in this game on Monday in Houston, getting Texas out of there. Uh, That would have been a home game for Texas, at least a quasi-home game. I'm hearing tickets, by the way. If you want good seats, $3,500. Yeah, and there are a lot of Michigan fans in Texas, just like there are a lot of Michigan fans in California. When we've been down there for basketball tournaments or out here at the Staples Center, that place has been taken over by Michigan fans. And now that Texas is out of it, you're going to see a ton of Michigan fans there. This is perfect for them. Now, I will say that that Washington offense is dangerous. They have not seen a passing attack like this 
all year. They've got great receivers. They've got a quarterback that's been sacked 11 times in 552 dropbacks. Think mm. about that, Bill. That's insane. But defensively, I think they're 90th in the country or something like that. I do think uh, with that defensive line, I remember watching the Arizona State-Washington game, and Arizona State's defensive line was given Penix hell, and I think this Michigan defensive line is a different animal. So they're going to have to get some pressure on him. But I think they're going to be able to run the ball on this team. I think they're going to be able to move the ball on this team. So uh, I won't be picking against Michigan this time. And, uh, boy, I got a lot of grief for that. You know what? They were two yards away from losing by seven, which is what I predicted. And uh, and I got the Michigan fan base ready to tar and feather me. But I'm happy to take the L on that one, Bill, because, again, this collection of, of kids is one of the best I've ever covered. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us from California. Team coverage. Uh, leading up to the championship game on Monday night against Washington and Houston at the Wolverine.com. Uh, we'll hear from Anthony Broom, John Borden, and Doug Skeen before we are done. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football, will talk Michigan and the Lions. Uh, Connor Stallions breakdown on the Lions. <laughs> I told everybody last night I went to Russ Ortega's uh, man cave for the second game after my watch party at Celebration Cinema North and GR. And I said, Ballas and the crew were hanging out with Connor Stallions watching the Lions game in California. And he goes, I no, they we weren't. Confirm or deny. I said, we could neither confirm nor deny. You can't even, you know what? The guy's so mysterious, even if he's sitting at your table drinking beers, you're like, I don't know if that's him. I don't know. It's how you're thinking like, you know, it's uh, New Year's Eve. It's not Halloween, but maybe it's a costume. I don't know. It could have been. It could. It's probably going to be the biggest costume on Halloween next year. But I'll tell you what. It made the the whole trip was unbelievable. Uh, and now I'll be back in Grand Rapids Wednesday and flying out of Grand Rapids on Friday, Bill, for a quick turnaround and going to Houston. And uh, who would have guessed it, man? I, I got to tell you, before the season, these guys all said the same thing. This is our only goal, and a lot of teams say that. But you could just see something in their faces that there's something different about this team, and it would be hard for me to fathom that they're going to lose this game now. It's almost like I think Anthony Broom likened it to maybe the U.S. hockey team in 1980 beating the Soviets and then maybe losing to Finland. I don't see it happening. Uh, I do think Washington will play a good game, but I just think this is a team of destiny. Yeah, I think it was the better choice playing Washington uh, over Texas, the home field advantage, the comfort factor there at Reliance Stadium in Houston. But they're in the title game Monday, and it will be – uh, epic. Uh, just another yeah. huge week, which I think will have recruiting implications for Harbaugh and Michigan on the big stage, right? Yeah, I do. And uh, you know what? There's a lot of chatter still about uh, Jim Harbaugh in the NFL. And we told you a couple weeks ago that he hired Don Yee as his agent with NFL ties. And ESPN just got around to reporting that a couple of days ago. So uh, if he were to win it all, Bill, or even if he weren't, he's got Michigan at the pinnacle. I don't think Michigan fans are going to be uh, begrudging him if he wants to go back to the NFL. If he wins a national championship and then wins a Super Bowl, how many guys can say they've done that and uh, what a legacy he will have left here? I'm trying to think, though. I, I think Eberflus has saved his job in Chicago. Yep. Uh, the Raiders' job, now if he could take that and draft J.J., that might be really appealing to Harbaugh. He calls J.J. the best quarterback in college football, the best quarterback in Michigan history. Yeah. And there's been, you know, you know, there's been talk that, hey, um, you know, maybe we'll see you in the NFL someday or something like that. But these guys are concentrating on one thing. And I don't think the Raiders job might open either, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, with Pierce. Uh, and, I agree. Uh, I agree. Exactly. And the Chargers are notoriously cheap now. Black Monday's coming quickly. You look at Washington, and he'd be right there by his brother, right across the river. And um, and his brother's in Baltimore, obviously. You could move the family there. And, and boy, 
Uh, it seems like they've got a new ownership that really wants to make a splash, but there are no guarantees here, uh, Bill, when it comes to Jim Harbaugh and the NFL teams because they are wary of what happened at San Francisco. But there's no denying that he's one of the best coaches in all of football at any level, and he's proving it again this year. By the way, I, I did see at uh, Wolverine.com slash extra that Ballas and Connor Stallions are going on a Price is Right taping <laughs> later tonight. In Studio City, California. <laughs> I can confirm that that's not true. I, okay. that I will confirm. All that? right. All right. I, I love it, Chris. Good stuff. <laughs> hey, if you're going to be in town Thursday, come in studio. Spend an hour or two with us. Do that. I might do that. I will. Uh, let's uh, let's do an hour. Uh, hook it up with fly, and uh, I'd love to be there. Yeah, we'll give you. I will give you an hour. Let's do an hour. Excuse me. Yeah, I know your parents. You're going to take them to Taco Boy. Uh, you come into town. <laughs> I might even give you two, brother. How's that? How about there you go? How about two hours? There you go. It's a national championship show. Do I got one? I got two. I got three. I got five. Five, five, five. <laughs> and if you could bring Connor Stallions in, it would be a historic moment ever in huge show history. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Never met the guy. Okay. Well, Chris Ballas will be testifying <laughs> and joining the Federal Witness Protection Program following the Michigan Washington game on Monday night in Houston. All right. We'll see you in studio Thursday. Sounds great, Billy. Thanks, brother. All right. Good. We held him to it live on air. He backs out. I don't even talk about the game. <laughs> I am going to ask Jim Brandstatter what he thought of the call that just screwed the – God, I, I got to watch it. I, I don't swear when I'm still talking about that. And then the NFL's response, I shared Risden's story where they're saying the Lions were deceptive, that Decker didn't report, that they believe Allen, the head official. Because no one has that, you know – Here's one thing. I'm just saying this like a body cam on a police. Listen to my idea here, Superfly. Like a body cam on a police officer. Why aren't the officials wearing something like that where it's it's fed up to the video booth? And just like they kind of do the replay where, you know, you're looking at that insurance, the progressive thing. Going, you checked in. No, I did. I checked in. Let's go to the replay. Right. Where they come out that you had the body cam that would show Decker saying, and the ref would huddled up and said, you know what, I I, I missed it. The two-point try is good. Why not do that? Isn't that a good idea? I have I have a good idea like every three months. I really do. All right, Jim Brandstatter will join us. We'll talk about uh, the Lions. Dan's going to play as starters. I, And then Philly loses, and they could have been the two-seed, maybe the one-seed. God, I... I think I put the Lions in the rearview mirror because of the Michigan game yesterday. But then when I woke up this morning and read like Lions Wire and Rizzy stories on it, um, and the NFL just calling Decker a liar, calling the Lions cheaters. It's ridiculous. You know, so now their path to the Super Bowl looks like it could be, and we still got another week. Stafford and the Rams in Detroit go to Dallas for the rematch. And then have to go through more than likely San Francisco. That's your path to the Super Bowl. And I don't want to see Stafford back. You know, people are like, oh, it'll be so nice. We're going to cheer for him. Thank you, Matt, for throwing for 450 and ending the Lions season in the playoffs. I did have a good friend, Mike Doherty. He has a dog that he named Maddie. Back when Stafford played for the Lions. He told me today, I've never heard this, Superfly. Have you ever heard of somebody changing a dog's name? 
But they, you know, people have changed their names, right? Like, what was Ron Artest? Did he become uh, World Matter Peaks, right? Or something like that, right? So Mike Doherty has jumped off the bandwagon and they're changing, I'm not lying, the name of their dog Maddie to Goffy. Changing the dog's name. The dog's like five years old. How's he going to look around? He's going to look like a senile dog going, Hit Goffy, hit Goffy. The dog in his head is going, I'm Maddie. Everyone calls him, Hey, Goffy. He goes, they, they can't pronounce coffee? Do they want a cup of coffee? Here, Goffy. Is that not the ultimate bandwagon move? That you name a puppy Maddie. He has a number nine sweater, right? When it's cold, he's a little dog. And now you're changing his name. My Lord. Just give him to a rescue shelter. <laughs> Let him keep his name. I do want to get your feedback on our Honolulu Blue huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. One, did the Lions get screwed? That's an easy question. Two, Michigan a four-and-a-half point favorite over Washington. What side of the betting window on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app are you when it comes to taking Michigan laying the four-and-a-half points or Washington plus four-and-a-half? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank is a Michigan bank with locations all across the state. They're based in Michigan, so your money stays in Michigan. You can answer both questions, okay? Did the lines get screwed? And what side of the bet are you getting on on the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app when it comes to the Lions or Michigan in Washington? Michigan early line minus four and a half. Callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Former voice of Michigan and also on the Lions Radio Network, Jim Brandstatter will join us from the east side of the state. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at my 
Meyer, I shop there. Get a $15 coupon like I did when you spend $150 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout, start redeeming next week, and get Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for $0.89 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID limit one, plus potatoes, green beans, rolls, and more. Then save even more with M-Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices, big deals, and great quality in-store and online at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We do have our Honolulu Blue. Huge questions of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Did the Lions get screwed on Saturday night? And also Michigan or Washington? You taking the four and a half, given the four and a half in the championship game on Monday. If you were walking into the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle and placing a wager. Answer those questions on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-HUGE. Let's go talk about Michigan's win over Alabama and OT, and I'll get us thoughts on the Lions and what happened Saturday night. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of the Lions and a former broadcast partner of Dan Miller on the Lions Radio Network. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well, Bill, and Happy New Year to you. Yeah, back at you, man. Uh you know, I I know the Washington State Rose Bowl co-national championship was a big game, but, you know, Ryan Leaf, Washington State, they weren't the same opponent as Alabama, the modern era, Saban's dominance. I, I know the national championship will be the crowning achievement of this season, but I don't know if I've seen a more important victory for Harbaugh or Michigan football than what I witnessed yesterday in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Jim, you know, Jim's had signature wins, and I think you can't discount the Ohio State victories, uh, especially the one at 21 when he really got the monkey off his back. That was monumental. That kind of set up the next two years. And then last night, getting the monkey off his back from the college football playoffs. He hasn't won there. Uh, and other than his first year, he didn't win a bowl game. So I agree with you. It's monumental, but it also sets up the next one. And, and the next one will be more monumental than the last one. So that's where you are. But that's where you want to be. You, you know that if you get to play in the last game of the college football season, 
you're playing in the game. And uh, that's really important. And that will, you know, go a great deal in setting up the legacy of Jim Harbaugh at the University of Michigan. What was the most impressive thing to you uh, that, you know, start to finish in that game, the one thing that stands out or stood out to Jim Brandstatter? I, I told you about it a week ago uh, when we talked before the game. I thought it was going to be a game of the line of scrimmage. And, and Michigan's defensive front and offensive front, when it was the most critical, dominated the line of scrimmage. And that, to me, that was the difference in the game. When it got to overtime and Michigan's first possession, two runs, 25 yards, and, and Blake Corum goes in and scores. And, and on uh, Alabama's possession, fourth down with a chance to win it, they try to go through the line of scrimmage, and they've got nowhere. And, and that dominance at the line of scrimmage, holding Alabama under 300 yards total offense, first time in, what, 15, 18 years? And, and, and sacking the, the quarterback six times, that just doesn't happen to Alabama. And that dominance of the line of scrimmage was, to me, the most impressive part of that victory last night. Jim Brandstetter, former voice of Michigan football, joining us. Uh, so looking at the matchup with Washington from what you've seen of Washington on TV, uh, like I said, four-and-a-half-point favorite for the Wolverines. Do you like them to finish the perfect season Monday night in Houston? Well, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see him win. I'm a Michigan guy. I love him. But I I will tell you this. I, I have not seen in, in a long, long time a quarterback like Michael Penix. That guy just does not get sacked. Uh, it seems like they have a system or a program where if anybody gets close, this guy has a place to go with the ball. He doesn't even look, and he throws it, and he completes it. Some kind of outlet, some kind of safety valve where if anybody gets close to him, yeah, he gets the ball away. He just is a guy that does not get sacked. And and I think the key to the game will be Michigan's defensive ability to put pressure on Michael Penix. Um, a great quarterback. I don't care if you're Tom Brady, greatest of all time. If you put pressure on him, force him to move his feet, uh, force him to be uncomfortable, get off his spot, they're not as good. And I, and I think that's what Michigan has to do, I think, against Washington. I want to get your thoughts on what happened Saturday night I don't with the Lions in Dallas, the call, the illegal uh, touching. Were you watching the game live? Did you see it afterwards yeah. on DVR? Yeah, I no, I, I watched it live. And, you know, Bill, I did Lions games for 31 years, and I thought I'd seen it all. Uh, and I, I put it in the top three uh, screw jobs of the National Football League with the Detroit Lions. Uh, it, 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 it rates up there with the time that Calvin Johnson caught a touchdown pass at Chicago. Uh, both feet in, his hip hit, his shoulder hit, and he gets off the ground. He puts the ball on the ground to kind of push himself up and left the ball on the ground. They ruled it incomplete. That was one of them. The other one was a interference call in Dallas against Brandon Pettigrew that they picked up the flag. It, it was clearly interference. If some referee comes in and says pick up the flag, it wasn't. It was interference, and they picked that up, and it was in Dallas. And then the other night, that one was just as bad. Top three bad calls. And they all go against the Lions. It's just egregious. Uh, the league screwed up. The referee screwed up. And the Detroit Lions had to pay for it. Otherwise, they have a victory in Dallas. And the NFL comes out, and I thought they might be harsh, and they actually defend Allen, the head official, and they say that the Lions misled the officiating crew, that there was deception. They're uh, making a reference of deception. And, you know, you watch all the video, and you're like, wait a minute. Um, it seemed normal. I know they wanted to try and keep 
it as secret as possible. That's why I think they sent over three guys kind of talking to the officials, and the official missed it. I, I still don't get, Jim, and I, I can't get over this after, after I watch it on DVR, why the officials never huddled and talked about it. I, hey, Bill, you and I both, everybody. I, it, it's simple. Get it straight, guys. And, and they didn't. And uh, the Lions paid for their mistake. The league's always going to cover for them. You know they are. But I, I mean, that's just, that just covers up. A, I think, to be quite frank, uh, over the last four, three or four years, I thought the officiating in the NFL has kind of uh, de- de- deteriorated. It, it isn't as sharp as it once was. And I think that the other night was just a clear indication of it. Uh, I, I The league's not going to have their officials go wrong because that's, they're not going to criticize their own officials. They're not. They should, I think. Rex Ryan had a great tirade on one of the um, ESPN pregame shows on the Sunday morning after that event and said, just tell the truth. People appreciate it if you tell the truth. Say, hey, we screwed up. We're sorry. You know, I think people would get over that rather than them try to cover uh, for an officiating crew that clearly made a mistake and, and didn't do a very good job. I mean, that's what all of us have to deal with. And, uh, but, but the NFL says, no, we can't do that, and I don't understand it. Well, it's not only a mistake, but it's a mistake where they didn't huddle, uh, they didn't talk about it, why I think the NFL should have a command center uh, in Manhattan that directly talks to officials, that they all discuss it, figure it out. They take you know a half hour at times trying to figure out if a ball was juggled or completed the process. And just get it right. Take your time. Get it right. You know, well, and, pick up the flag or, or 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 the call stands. Right. Well, that that would be exactly right. The, the deal to do. But but I think in that case, I mean, the play was over. The Lions had won the game, and then all of a sudden the flag comes out. Now, what are you going to do if you're in you know if you're in New York, and you say, "Oh, pick up the flag. You guys screwed up." I, I you know they're in a real bind at that point. Uh, they should probably do that. But I, that's not the way the NFL operates. Uh, they are the, you know, the supreme leaders, and and they what they say is decreed to be correct. It's just um, it's just that the good, hardworking players and coaches who go about the process and do everything right, and then the guy in a striped shirt makes the mistake. Um, they don't admit to it. I don't know. I, I I wish I had an answer for you. That's why it's so frustrating. That's why you and I are sitting here talking about it because it's so frustrating to watch that kind of thing happen and know it's easily correctable. And for some reason, whether it's pride, whether it's protection, they don't uh, they don't correct it. You would think with uh, outside of FIFA soccer, the largest sports organization on the planet, or the most profitable, biggest TV ratings in America. I know they're trying to get to Europe and other continents, but. Hire full-time officials. Hire, Why not? Hire full-time officials who then are working training camps. You know, they get some downtime like the teams do, but they're working training camps. They show up at the combine and help out. They, they go work uh, um, OTAs. Uh, they do all that. They get ready. You, you train with them. You talk with them. They get better. They review what they've done, what some of the best have done, and you'll get better officials. Why not? And clearly, and I, again, this is one of the, they got enough money. The league makes oodles and oodles of money. They got enough money to pay a full-time crew. 
a full-time staff of an, of, of officials of officials and trainers. They, they've got enough money for that, and they can afford it. So why not? What? That's a great question. Ask Roger Goodell, and I think that maybe uh, maybe who knows? It's moving in that direction because I don't think they can stand, you know, what happened against uh, the Lions in Dallas uh, to happen, say, in a Super Bowl game. Just have full time officials, have full time yeah. pros. I mean, what do you what do you pay them? One hundred and fifty grand a year to be an official, uh, and you you know you get your travel covered, you get your per diem, uh, you get two months off benefits. a year, you work year round. I mean, it, it's so simple. You got benefits, you know. You got a, you got an injury or something. You go to the wherever you live. You go to the NFL franchise, uh, you know, medical staff that's closest to you wherever you are, and you get you get taken care of. I mean, all that stuff is, is, you know, the league could easily put that together. Uh, and they got enough money to do it. So I don't know why. I don't know why. And that's a question for Roger Goodell. Because it would make, I think, everything a lot better. Uh, and I think it would make it more uniform. And uh, I think the officiating would then increase in, in its, you know, uh, efficiency. Sometimes I think the NFL just loves the chaos uh, in, a, in a weird, twisted way. <laughs> That they love people talking about them. That it's uh, not quite WWE. It wasn't stage. It was a blown call. Yeah. But uh, I think Goodell, they kind of see some value in this. Jimmy, I got a roll. Uh, great to catch up with you. Enjoy that Michigan National Championship game on Monday. I will do that. Thanks, Bill. You be well, okay? Yeah, back at you. Jim Brandstad, our former voice of Michigan football. So former partner Dan Miller on the Lions radio team joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Now our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. You can join in. Did the Lions get screwed? I want your feedback. Also, you're walking up to the Ascend window, Sportsbook and Nightclub at Soren Eagle. Are you taking Michigan minus four and a half or Washington plus four and a half in the title game on Monday? 1-866-838-4843. That's when 866-838-HUGE on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy, R&B, genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45, 
Tickets and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to mrcarwash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to mrcarwash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. A lot of conversation about the Lions and also Michigan in the National Championship football game Monday against Washington. You want to join in the Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Did the Lions get screwed? And how bad was it for you personally? And also, Michigan minus four and a half or Washington plus four and a half? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-HUGE. Big. Bad. Huge. 